0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's up, everybody? Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is a Phillies 24-7 Phillies Today podcast. Francisco Rojas here taking you through some spring training observations from over the weekend. We did get Phillies baseball. Isn't it sweet, isn't it nice? It's beautiful. It's great. It's amazing. How many adjectives can I use to describe this, uh, uh, you know, just having baseball back in clear water? Phillies did. And uh, very, very, very exciting stuff as we get underway here um, in spring training. No, it's not necessarily, you know, regular season baseball where games, you know, become you know, meaningful, but spring training is always exciting because it signifies that baseball, you know, is back. And it's, you know, it's such a, such a relaxing time. I don't know about you guys out there. It's such like a relaxing time for me now. um, Yeah. It's just, it's just relaxing to, to be able to, you know, watch baseball be back and, you know, just be able to, to just enjoy it just as baseball as it is, because, you know, the games aren't, Necessarily meaningful, but it's still there are some still still things to take away, still things to take away, and uh, it's just nice to relax and you know not necessarily have these games not mean everything. So you can truly like just just relax and just feel like oh baseball's back. I don't have to worry about the Phillies winning or losing. <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Um, but the Phillies did split over the weekend. If, if just just put that out there, they did split as far as winning and losing goes. Uh, so. What I want to start with, spring training observations uh, from both games so far. So we'll go into game one from Saturday and then game two on Sunday when they played uh, the Bronx Bombers. Um, And in game one, they played the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, so some things that I saw, um, some, some things of importance... As far as the game on Saturday went, which was a 14-13 absence. I was like, oh, baseball's back, baby. Baseball's back. We get we get a a, a football type of score, 14-13. And uh, Phil's ended up winning the game against Toronto. But the things that I saw, uh, Johan Rojas goes two for three with a triple and three ribbies. Phenomenal to see from him. To start the uh, to start spring training, it's great. It's great. To, I mean, a guy that hit below a hundred in the postseason last year, I think is is uh, look, we we know how baseball is. It's it's up and down, ebbs and flows. But as far as his confidence goes, I mean, because you want this kid's confidence, um, you know, to to be good to start the, to start the season. So, um, for him in his first spring training game. Uh, you know, to go two for three uh, with a triple and, th- you know, three runs batted in. It's great for him, uh, you know, great to see from Johan Rojas uh, to start spring training. So that's the first thing that I saw. Second thing, Whit Merrifield, he batted leadoff on Saturday, got a couple of the bats, ended up with a double. So that was very nice to see. Whit Merrifield gets a, a double in his uh, in his debut uh, in spring training as a Philly Scott Kingery hits a bomb. S- Scotty jetpacks. It was like, oh, here we go, here we go. Uh, Scotty jetpacks with a homer to dead center. I don't know how. it I tried to look on a, uh, on Statcast how far it went. It did not say how far, but it went pretty far. It was 105 off the bat. Uh, Scott Kingery hits a homer to dead center. So that was nice to see. Um, we all know. Scott Kingery very well, uh, Weston Wilson also with the home run. Just a reminder there, Well, Weston Wilson. Like I, you know, he's not going to necessarily make the team, but I think he's a good depth piece. I mean, West Wilson has a lot of power. I remember last year, uh, in his first at bat, hits a homer. It was the same. We, we all remember it's it the same night, um, or maybe you don't remember it as much because that same night, Michael Lorenzen uh, throws uh, you know his his famous no hitter um, last year. Uh, when the Phils acquired Michael Lorenzen. And um, uh, just a reminder, I think, you know, Weston Wilson could be a, you know, hit hit 31 homers last year in the minors. He could be a good death piece uh, for the Phils um, down there uh, in the minors, you know, in case of, you know, any injuries or um, anything like that. So it would be nice to, for Weston Wilson, you know, to be a death piece. And that kind of, uh, you know, reminded me like, oh yeah, Weston Wilson's down there and, you know, in case they need, Need anything that they could bring him up for, you know, for however long. And uh, I think that's important. So, Weston Wilson also with a towering bomb as well as Scott Kingery. So, that's what I observed in game one. Not too much to talk about the pitching. There wasn't Colby Allard uh, debuted and had a couple of innings and wasn't didn't do too well. But no pitcher did well, uh, really, in that game with 27 runs put up on the board. Game two. We saw saw some more of uh, you know notable bats in the lineup. Trey Turner led off. Uh, you know this was very controversial because a lot of people were like, "Oh, look, could this be a preview for what the Phil's are going to do in the regular season?" It was Turner, Stott, Cassidy. Well, obviously Cassidy was going to hit third because purple hit third, but you had Schwarber in the cleanup spot, and people were like, oh, well, this is where I want Schwarber to be. This is where I want him to be." Well, he's probably going to be the leadoff hitter. So, relax. So, but Turner did lead off, not that I would be against Turner leading off, but is going to be the leadoff hitter. Um, so yeah, it was it was Turner, Stott, Castellano, Schwerber were your top 4, and then you kind of went the rest of the way with Weston Wilson, Derek Call, Pache, Cave, Garrett Stubbs, which will not be your starting lineup uh, during the regular season, but you saw four guys there um, that you will see uh, during the regular season. Um So, the other observations. Aaron Nola two innings pitched, three strikeouts. It was great to see. I'm, I'm excited for Nola to show us. He's going to it's, it's a great start. It's a great start. Johan Rojas with the great start in game 1, Aaron Nola with uh with a uh, a good performance in game 2 here. And uh, look, I'm I'm looking for Nola to win that Cy Young. I'm looking for I'm looking for this to potentially be the year. Looking for it potentially be the year. So for Nola, Two innings, three strikeouts, looked sharp, loved it. So Aaron Nola um, looked good uh, against uh, the New York Yankees. Um, And uh, not just him, like, everybody looked good. Every every pitcher, for the most part, looked good uh, against the Yankees. Nola, Strom, Hoffman, Alvarado, Mick Abel, uh, Sir Anthony, Greg Soto, uh, and Austin Bryce came in, one of the Phillies' new uh, new guys, uh, gave you three strikeouts. He struck out the side in the uh, in the ninth to to, to end the game. Um, but I mean, the Phillies threw a one hitter. Phillies threw a one hitter. I mean, I don't even know who who's the one. So Greg Soto was the only one to give up a hit in the game. Everyone looked good. Everyone looked good. So um, as far as the Phillies' pitching went, uh, Mick Abel, Mick Abel is going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, You know, he's some some depth down there in the minors. One of the Phil's top prospects, uh, Mick Abel. An inning inning of work, two strikeouts uh, on 16 pitches. So it's nice to see from Mick Abel um, because we definitely want to see some improvement from him. You know, as far as him, McGarry, you know, Painter needs to, you know, kind of get back on track as far as uh, his, um, you know, his rehab goes. So can't really say anything about Painter, but just get get healthier. But it's good to see uh, Mick Abel in innings of an inning of work and two strikeouts because that could potentially you know we need to want to see some uh some things this year to get excited about with mcgable um so yeah that was the uh the phillies pitching and then christian Pache two for two with a home run nice to see Pache, uh you know have a have a couple of uh have a couple of hits and and hit a homer because i i think he's i think as far as platooning in the outfield this year I do think, um, you know, Pache is going to get some, going to get some, uh, going to get some starts here and there, and um, um, thinking some, you know, because at times last year when they picked him up, he looked good at time. The time I mean, we we all know how good defensively he is. Same thing we all, Johan Rojas. But I want to see, I want to see Pache potentially create some problems out there in the outfield. Like that's what I want. I want him to create good problems. So Pache, nice to see on Sunday, two for two, homer, two RBIs. So there you go with Christian Pache. So those were my observations uh, from over the weekend. What were your observations from over the weekend? Anything that I didn't talk about here that you thought was uh, of a little bit more importance as far as uh, games one and games and uh, game two uh, went for the fills over the weekend? Let me know. Let me know. Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. You can follow me and let me know there. So interesting things that developed over the weekend. Cody Bellinger overnight on what was a Saturday night into Sunday? Yeah, it was uh it was Saturday night, I guess, or Sunday morning, technically like three in the morning. Um, yeah, I had just gotten off work. So yeah, it was like, it was like two in the morning. Cody Bellinger signs a three year, $80 million deal with the Chicago Cubs. He re-signs with the Cubs where it's, been forever. We've been waiting for what's going to happen with the Boris four, as far as Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery, when, when, and where they were going to sign. But we get Cody Bellinger, three years, eighty million dollars. He's able to opt out uh, in either uh, twenty five or twenty six, but they're thirty million dollars the first two years, and twenty million the last year. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is, what does it mean for the Phillies, and what does it mean as far as Jordan Montgomery? And Blake Snell go. What does it mean for those two hurlers? You know, Blake Snell wins the Cy Young last year, Jordan Montgomery, big piece, and has been pretty uh been pretty good or he's been he's a big piece for the Rangers in the World Series and has been pretty good
0: There's joy in every journey.
1: Um, you know, with the Yankees, with the Rangers, uh, Cardinals, and and so on. So, what does it mean for them? And what does it mean for, for the Phillies? So, I still don't, uh, my personal opinion, I don't necessarily think that Dombrowski budges much. I don't think, he, I, I still think they're set on what they have. And I, I know you can never rule anything out with Dombrowski, but I don't know, my gut says they're good what they have um they're comfortable running it back with the squad that uh that they have so far or that that they've had that they have right now and that they had last year and I, I'm comfortable with that too but doesn't mean that I wouldn't be open to uh you know potentially giving Montgomery or Snell a deal now because according to uh, MLB.com's Mark's, Mark uh, Feisand, Um, so I'm just going to read a few lines here from the article I read this morning. Uh, Blake Snell received an offer from the Yankees. Angels continue to linger in the background. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to see Snell agree to a deal similar to Bellinger's with a higher average annual value up front along with the yearly opt-out clauses, allowing him to test the market again after a year or two. Uh, Montgomery is also drawn in for interest from the angels who appear primed to ultimately land either him or Snell when all is said and done. Red Sox also remain on periphery for Montgomery and they're just waiting for, and uh, it seems Boston is waiting for his price, t- price tag to come down. The one thing that I really took away from there is Snell. It looks he said, Snell, it wouldn't be surprising if Snell took a deal similar to Bellinger's like, I would be good with potentially giving Blake Snell or Montgomery a deal similar to to Cody Bellinger's potentially not saying like I'm a hundred percent all in on it, but now that we see Cody Bellinger's deal and if, if Snell, if Montgomery, if they're getting these type of deals too, Oh baby. I, 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 I think I'm definitely interested. If I'm Dombrowski, I am, I am, interested. I'm more interested. Look, you, I know Yamamoto was a special occasion for them that they didn't want to, they, they gave him 300 plus million dollars or what it was, or they, they offered him that. I don't know, man. Like if, if you're giving short-term deals to a Blake Snell or to a Jordan Montgomery, I think it might be worth it. I think It might be worth it. Like I, I wouldn't give Montgomery like a five, six year deal worth, whatever it would be. What was it? Like 30 million a year. I wouldn't be, I, I'd be opposed to that, but I wouldn't be opposed to 2 to 3 years, I wouldn't be opposed to that. So this is going to be something to monitor and it's going to be something to look out for. I don't think I don't think Dombrowski does anything, but it's something to monitor and you never say never. You never know. So we'll see. Scott Boris now uh, you know, uh doesn't really didn't really necessarily get what he wanted with the Bellinger deal and you know, Boris ain't looking too good right now. So we'll see. We'll see this is something to monitor um definitely over the next, you know, couple days weeks whatever so as we continue with spring training here some more spring training observations from around the league uh Juan Soto looks like he's in midseason form he hits a bomb uh I mean he hit it opposite field left center it was like that that typical like I remember Soto hit a bomb at the bank a couple of years ago when he was with the Nats I think it was when he was with the Nats and he hit it like like 30 rows up into the seats, uh, out in left center like that. It was that. it was like almost the same exact home run. And when Juan Soto's hitting the baseball like that, like there's probably not a better hitter in baseball. I don't think that's like even a debate. Like I think when Juan Soto is hitting the ball like that, it's, it's no one's better. There's not a better hitter in major league baseball than that. Juan Soto when he's doing that. So that Spencer Jones, Yankees prospect, he's like nine feet tall. Hits a 470-foot bomb over the weekend. No video of it, but uh, they talked about it, and <laughs> it was a bomb. Um, Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns had a strong Orioles debut in the team's Grapefruit League opener. The, the Orioles won 4-3 to three over the, uh, the Red Sox at the walk-off. Um, but Burns in particular, you know, the, the new shiny toy uh, that came over in a trade. Uh, very recently for the Baltimore Orioles. Scoreless first inning on 22 pitches, 13 of which were strikes, and he ended up getting two strikeouts in that inning. So Burns uh, with a nice debut for the O's. Tyler Glass now, another debut. His first start was on Saturday for the L.A. Dodgers, uh, one of the Dodgers' shiny new toys. He goes up an inning and two-thirds, four hits, one earned, one walk, one strikeout in his first uh, spring training start for the Dodgers. Another observation. I wasn't going to really put this in the other Major League Baseball thing to know here, but I'm not. I'm putting this in an observation. And initially, I was... As far as these new MLB uniforms go, as far as they go, I initially was not so against them as everyone else was. That was until I saw the see-through pants. Now, some of these things are Photoshopped that I've seen on Twitter, and I don't want to mention them, really. Like, get into specifics. Disgusting. Uh, you could probably imagine. You've probably seen them all on social media. I definitely take back... I'm walking back what I said uh, initially about these uniforms. I didn't think they were all that bad, and now I'm all against them. Now now that I did these whole, these whole pants debacle, the see-through pants, and apparently they don't have even enough pants for, for the players. Like some, some players are being told that like, they have to, they have to get, uh, they have to grab old pants like from past years. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But the MLB uniforms debacle, what are your thoughts on that? On Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore, do not send me any pictures. Do not send me any Photoshop pictures or, you know what I'm talking about? You're, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to see them. I know some of them weren't photoshopped, which is even worse, but, uh, no. Uniforms are definitely another observation, and, um, yeah, I don't love them. Other things in MLB to know. Kodai Senga, uh, he's gonna start the season on the IL. Um, there was a report from Andy Martino from SNY. Best case scenario is most likely late April, early May that he's back, um, from his tweet, he said, Needing a full buildup after shutdown, Senga seems more likely uh, on target for later in May, barring setback. So an update on the uh, the Mets' uh, phenom rookie from last year. Um, so we'll see what happens with Kodai Senga. The pitch clock it's going to be trimmed down to 18 seconds with runners on base. That is what MLB has decided to do. They liked what they saw as far as the pitch clock, uh, what numbers it gave them last year. And what, so they decided to trim it down even less with runners on base. And the players union is not happy. Uh, Tony Clark, head of the players union, they, they basically said like, this is bad for the pitchers. This is bad for, um, what, uh, you know, for rest time between pitches, this could lead to more injuries. And I, I agree with them, to be honest, I agree with them, but players union is not happy uh, with the pitch clock, with it being trimmed down to 18 seconds. It's going to be something to monitor throughout the year. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how many injuries come about and if that starts some controversy or whatnot. We don't want injuries. We don't want any of that. Last thing to know, Shohei Ohtani. He debuts tomorrow as a DH against the Chicago White Sox. So Shohei Ohtani is going to make his debut Obviously, one of the biggest, probably the biggest uh, free agent signing. Oh, He is the biggest free agent signing in Major League Baseball history is going to make his debut tomorrow as a designated hitter against the Chicago White Sox. I mean, of course, he's going to be going to be a DH throughout the entire season. He's not pitching this year. So um, definitely looking forward to that against the White Sox. It's Shohei Otani making his debut. This day in Philly's history, before we get you out of here, happened on February 26, 1914, Philly Spring Training Camp in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's where it was back then in 1914. Delayed by wintry weather, so manager Red du- Duin, uh brings the team to the local YMCA for an indoor workout. Look at that. Imagine the Phillies coming to your local YMCA to do an indoor workout. That's fun. 1954, Robin Roberts signed a contract reported to be worth over 40000 bucks, Record for an NL pitcher at that time. <laughs> oh, boy. Times have changed. Phillies' initial contract offer, offered a cut in pay. But Roberts held out for a raise, and he gets 40000 bucks. Must be nice back in 1954. Phillies transactions on this day. 1995, they signed free agent Dim Deshae. 2008, they claimed Ray O'Meado off waivers from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Born on this date, probably not with us anymore for a few of these guys. Ed Sixsmith. 1887, Pete Alexander. Isn't that Grover Pete Alexander? I'm pretty sure, but he's no longer with us as well. 1907, Cy Malice. Probably no longer with us. 1930, Ron DeGray. I don't know if you are still with us. Well, good. 1967, Scott Service. Not the Scott Service you're thinking of, or maybe you are thinking of this one, uh, but not the one from the not the manager of the Seattle Mariners. Not that guy. Different spelling. Service isn't like actual like like getting service on your car. Like it's spelled the same way. Scott Service, 1967. Um, so that's what I have for you today in Philly's history for February 26th. So Phillies baseball is back. Excited. More baseball on the way. The Phils will be back today at 105 against the Boston Red Sox. Um, and uh, excited to have Philly's baseball back. Excited to have Phil's baseball back now. That's going to do it for me, Francisco Rojas. Stay tuned. Justin Morgenstein, Ben Kenny are going to talk about spring training some more. Stay tuned for them. Talk to you guys soon.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.